Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I Don't Know Diaries. I'm your host, Tina, and today we're doing episode 14. First and foremost, I want to kind of apologize for the little bit of a unmentioned or unannounced hiatus that I took for the past two weeks. I've been completely swamped with coming back to Canada and just getting settled in and adjusting to in-person school. So if you haven't caught up with me now, uh, obviously because of the pandemic, I was doing remote learning for my university for the past two years. And this week we started transitioning back to in-person schooling. So I had to go back on campus and I had to make a lot of adjustments to my usual schedule because I wasn't always at home anymore. And I have to kind of factor in like the commute time or the class time, et cetera, et cetera. And I had to just unpack and just there's a lot of stuff to do so I do apologize for putting this podcast on the back burner for a little bit but I am back and ready to be in full force to make a new episode every week and I actually have a lot of topics and content that I want to talk about now that I've kind of come back to the streaming space and just kind of gotten integrated back into my usual routine that I had prior to kind of taking a break away and leaving the country so yeah let's get right into today's topic today we're going to be talking about FOMO. And if you don't know what that stands for, then you are lucky because (laughs) it probably doesn't rule your life if you don't know what it is. But essentially, FOMO stands for fear of missing out. And it is something that has really shaped my life. Like a lot of my everyday routine is kind of formulated because of the fear of missing out, this feeling. And because I live in a constant state of fear, I am no longer living in the present, but rather consumed with the infinite what-ifs. Like, for example, what if I made the wrong choice? What if something goes wrong? What if I hate the outcome of what I've chosen? Yet, whatever happens was seemingly always destined to happen because whatever I chose is undoubtedly a reflection of what I desire or what I believe is best for myself at the given time. Continuing to doubt myself does nothing but lower my confidence in myself and render the future me incapable of fully trusting myself to do what's right for me, right? When you're making a decision, you kind of think about all the different factors, external factors, internal factors, what are the possible outcomes, what are the feelings associated with this decision, the feelings of those around me, is this really what's best for the goals that I have right now? And I know we all think about this, but sometimes because we dwell so much on these factors and this sort of decision criteria that we no longer are able to fully trust ourselves in doing what's right for us, which is essentially where the fear of missing out comes in or I'm probably going to refer to it as FOMO a lot more so yeah fear of missing out FOMO it comes in and it kind of just plagues your mind because you start getting all these doubts creeping in even though you might think you made a sound decision and it's just the oh I can't talk a sound decision and a decision that was based off of critically analyzing a variety of different things the fear of missing out is going to make you think that you haven't thought hard enough about this decision or that this decision ultimately isn't the right one because what if something better comes along or what if something different is there, right? Even in the case where those those other options, those better options aren't even applicable or aren't even a possibility right now, you think so far into the future that you kind of just create something out of thin air. So it happens in a variety of different forms and to a bunch of different extents. There's some that are like a lot more serious and some that are just, you know, just like everyday activities. So in regards to like the everyday activities aspect for FOMO, 
sometimes I even feel this like, oh, this happens to me so often. Like going to a restaurant or going to like a the mall or a clothing store, right? If I'm purchasing, oh, the purchasing decision is a huge one with FOMO. I always want to get the best bang on my buck. And I feel like if I don't purchase the right decision that I would have used my money for no reason, even though like if it's like two items of food, right? Let me put this example. I went to the Cheesecake Factory for like the first time. And if you guys don't know what the Cheesecake Factory is or have never been to a Cheesecake Factory, that place has a gigantic menu. Like it's so extensive. There's like 20 different pastas, like 20 different appetizers, like 50 different appetizers. Obviously there's like 30 different types of cheesecake. So the choices and the variety, it's like in a way very overwhelming, especially for somebody who has like anxiety or somebody who has a fear of missing out. And for me, when I go places, because I have FOMO, like I don't want to make the decision that I will either regret or I ultimately want to make the decision that everybody agrees with or that is the best decision at the time. So I'm always going on Yelp or Google reviews and looking at what people are saying and what they're ordering. And I do like this mental calculation in my head where I add up how many times somebody mentions like a food item that they like or a food item that's good or a must have. And I'll kind of calculate that total in my head and use that to make my decision rather than picking something that I actually might like. You know what I mean? Like if I go look at the menu and I'm like, oh, this this one pasta dish looks really good, but none of the Google reviews or the Yelp reviews mentioned it, so it probably isn't that good, right? I will dismiss my own decisions or decision-making skills and dismiss my own likes for the sake of trying to pursue something that I feel like is ultimately the best option, which is not possible. Especially at a restaurant setting, like there's no best option because your taste buds are quite literally subjective and unique to each person. Maybe I like something that a majority of people don't like. For example, like pineapple on pizza. I love pineapple on pizza. A lot of people don't like that. So maybe my taste buds just aren't, you know, resonating with a lot of these reviewers. But yet I will still take these reviewers' opinions and put it above my own, even though my initial thought was to get something. If it doesn't seem popular, it doesn't seem like it has like a lot of acclaim, I'm not going to get it, which doesn't make sense, right? If you really look at it, it's like, why do these opinions matter to you so much? They're not your own, but that's because of FOMO. It's because of the fear of missing out. I fear that I'm going to spend $25 on a dish that I don't like or that isn't the best dish that was available at the restaurant. And that's that's missing out on the best possible scenario. And that's like another thing too. Is even in a social setting. This here's like another example. Like if there's a party going on. And I really would rather be at home. I will probably push myself and force myself to go to that party. Which I'll probably end up not actually enjoying when I'm there. Because I have a fear of missing out of like a fun social event that everybody's like, oh, this is going to be so fun. It's going to be so cool. Even though I know deep down inside, I don't really want to go. And it's not a place that I see myself being in at the current moment in time. I'm probably going to force myself to go because in my head, I'm like, oh, what if like I miss out on a fun, uh, fun event? Or what if I miss out on meeting the love of my life? Or what if I miss out on like my friends having like all these fun times? Like, you know, I'm just always having all these second thoughts, even though Usually, right, the initial decision that you guys think of or like the initial thought that you have when you're posed with like a question or a decision, right, is probably what you really want to go with. Like that's the first thing that you thought of. So it's probably what you actually deep down want. But FOMO makes you do like 
not just a double take, but like a quadruple take more than that and analyze every possible thing. And I don't know if it's like, here's what I was going to say was the ironic part is I engage in FOMO because I don't want to waste my time with things that aren't the best of the best. But I'm wasting my time making all of these decisions. I would spend, like I said with the restaurant example, I will spend like an hour before I go out to a dinner reservation looking at the menu, looking at the reviews just to find something that I feel like is the ideal option. What could I have been doing with this one hour of my life? You know, I could have been doing so many other things. So the fear of missing out, I'm like, I'm afraid of missing out on the greater things in life, but I'm missing out on life itself because I'm spending all this time trying to make these decisions. And even it's like, like I said, it's the most mundane thing. It's not like I'm going to the car dealership and debating on whether or not I want to purchase a Tesla or something like that. But it's literally trying to pick a dish to eat for dinner. And if you really do the math, it really accumulates throughout your life. Like all the little hours that I spend looking at a dinner reservation. Like for example, what if I go to go out to dinner like once a week and then I spend like two hours researching the restaurant and the menu and the reviews before I go? That's like, I can't do math, what the fuck? Yeah, eight hours, wait, what? Once a week, eight hours a month, sorry, whoa. Eight hours a month, right? Oh my God, I really can't do math. I definitely can't do mental math. So eight hours a week, 96 hours a year and like how old am I like I don't know it's like like thousands of hours I don't know it's just you it's really a kind of counterintuitive thing to participate in and I hate that it really fuels all my life decisions because it's encouraged by my anxiety as well it complements it very very well and how it goes hand in hand with my anxiety is like for example, if I really want to go to an event, right? Even though I feel like it's not the best setting for me at the time, I'll still push myself to go because if you're missing out, I've already said this, but then my anxiety will like make it too hard for me to call somebody and pick up the phone and ask them if I can come or for the details or whatever. And then I'll end up stressing myself out because I'm quote unquote missing out on this event but I was too anxious to actually help myself get to the event, you know? I don't know if that made any sense, but it's just very contradictory in a way, like how anxiety and FOMO kind of go hand in hand, but they're also just kind of polar opposites, at least in my opinion or in my experience. I don't know if anybody else relates. It's like, I wish I could be one of those spontaneous people that just like pack up their things and they're like, let me go on like a really long spontaneous trip halfway across the world or let me pick up a a one-way plane ticket and move to a different country and just do all of these fun out of the blue things and not have to think a second thought about it. But I quite literally can't make a decision without it, like without even the smallest decision without spending a like copious amount of time on it. You know how like when you go to the grocery store, you go to like a convenience store and you walk up to the cash register and there's like all of these like gums and candies and all like chocolate bars that you can pick up just like by the register, right? That's like product placement. It's like optimal. It's meant to be like something that you think you don't even think twice about and you just grab it because you're like, oh, I kind of want that. And then you just like grab it. I can't even do that. That's like not applicable to me because like choosing a gum brand even though I know off the top of my head, like I know which brand of gum that I like. It's Bubble Mint, by the way, if you guys 
don't like that. It's like Excel bubble mint, but apparently America doesn't have that when I went. So you guys are missing out on the best bubble mint because I bought some bubble mint at the store and it was kind of ass. Anyway, that's not the point of what I'm trying to say, but even then, if I already know what type of item that I want from like the front cash area, I'm still going to like spend some time debating like what if I try something new like what if I've been using this my whole life and I like it but like what if there's something even better like why am I having this internal conflict with myself over pieces of gum right this just sounds completely ridiculous so that like going back to my previous point about how this is taking up so much time in my entire life it truly is because there's so many different decisions and the amount of times that I take to analyze to come up with an actual decision it's it's ridiculous like the amount of time that I could be putting into something productive like I might I could have been like a published author by now I could have been like a fitness guru maybe I could have found a cure to cancer I don't know there's like so many different things that I could have put my mind to during that time that I'm using to make these trivial decisions if I, if I go to the restaurant what, what difference does it make if I get carbonara or if I get bolognese like I'm still gonna like it but yet, I'm always like, I have to get the best possible decision. It's like with money too. Getting the best bang for your buck, right? And y'all ain't gonna kind of flame me for this. And you totally should. But I'm definitely a victim to like overconsumption. And I buy a lot. Even if it's like things that I don't like as much for the sake of having more. Because I feel like that's best. So I feel like buying more with less money is better than maybe spending a bit more money on an item that I will actually really really like and wear a bunch of times so this I will point to how I used to shop a lot on like online shopping retailers like Shein and I would buy a bunch of things that are like oh cute instead of as opposed to like maybe an actual better higher quality brand and there's this like one sweater that I've wanted for a really long time I'm like oh that's like too expensive that's like a hundred dollars like I, I shouldn't buy it yet I will spend like $200 on Shein because I'm like oh I'm buying I'm getting more things I'm getting like 15 things instead of like the one thing but then look there's like probably a bunch of clothes sitting in my closet right now that I don't even wear because I didn't like it that much but I had a fear of missing out like what if I bought this one item that I really like but I could have bought like a bunch of different items right that's that fear too like I didn't get the best deal for my money and it's it's kind of ridiculous and it really is a backfiring type of thing. And actually so many times where I've like focused a lot on reviews because I want to get the best outcome possible because of the FOMO and I'll get the item or I'll get the food or whatever it is that I'm purchasing that I based off of other people's reviews and I'll be like, this is terrible. Like, I don't even like this. I should have just went with my gut instinct and what I actually wanted deep down inside instead of like focusing on all these other people's opinions. And I guess it's like a relation to like a bunch of things, right? Fear of missing out, caring too much about what other people think, anxiety, like not having the self-confidence in yourself to trust that you can make an actually good decision. It, it's something that you really have to, to like, it's like a growing pain, I think. As you get older, you're like, I can't keep depending on other people to make these decisions for me, right? Like these major life decisions or even these small life decisions. I've been so dependent on other people and their input for like the smallest thing. Like if I'm like purchasing like a like a makeup palette, I'll ask like five different people like, what do you think about this? Or if I'm like trying to go to a restaurant, I'll ask like all these different recommendations, even though I already have an established list in my head of what types of food that I wanna go eat or where I wanna go eat. Like I just care too much about what other people think. 
because I'm trying to formulate the best possible answer in every single department. I wanted to check every single checkbox and it's just simply not possible. There's never going to be an option that appeals to everything that you ever want, uh, has the approval of everybody in your life and has the approval of random strangers all around the world. Like there's, it's just not possible. It's not like things aren't all encompassing like that. And it's a hard realization to really come to that there will never be a best decision. And that's based off, like that's what FOMO is based off of trying to find the best possible outcome, the best possible decision. But that's just simply not possible because whatever you do or whatever like route you try to go with, it's all dependent on how you make of it, right? So maybe the best possible decision in that, like let's go back to the party example, right? Staying home versus going out to the party with a bunch of your friends, right? Fear of missing out, you can completely combat that by just changing your perspective and changing how you're going about things. Like you can have like a fun time at home by yourself and be like watch your favorite movies, play your favorite video games, get your favorite takeout. That could feel like immensely better than if you went to a club and you just like half-assed it, you know what I mean? Right? There's just so many different things, like, in so many different ways you can look at it. There's no end-all, be-all thing that's, like, one better than the other. Things are not objective like that. It's simply not. There's so many things you can do to tweak it. And, and like, if you look at it the other way around, right, going to the club, oh, fear missing out. It's going to be such a fun time. What if you go there and somebody, like, spills their beer all over your dress? Or, like, you guys are stuck in line for, like, three hours. The club gets shut down by a fire, right? Like, all these things that randomly happen that would ultimately make that not the best decision between the two, right? So overthinking things like that, it just, it makes no sense to me, realistically, or if I look at it from a logical perspective, am I still going to probably engage in FOMO? Absolutely, but I've actually been taking a lot of steps to try and combat that. I give myself like a mini time limit when I'm making a decision, especially if it's like a small decision, like what food to buy or what drink I want to get at Starbucks, you know? I'm like the ridiculous part is many of these little decisions like it's not like I'm never gonna come back to this restaurant and try something else or I'm never gonna come back to this coffee shop to try the other desserts it's not like that it's not like it's a maybe if it's like I was taking a trip to Spain or something and I'm never gonna come back again or I'm not gonna come back for like 10 years okay maybe I'll spend a little bit more time trying to pick the ideal perfect restaurant but I'm really trying to pick places in my like hometown that I can go to whenever like oh I picked a restaurant because of the internet and I didn't like it that much I could just go to another restaurant the next day I don't know why I'm dwelling on things that I could have simple solutions to right it I'm just making life more complicated for myself because I guess that's what I like to do I love to overcomplicate things but like what I've been doing is like I said giving myself a little bit of a time limit and be like hey no more stalking all these reviews no more doing this that and the third because other people's opinions too like their reviews is not applicable always to your own life and they're sometimes not even objectively true you know like there's just people who are like maybe karens or something and they have everything to complain about or maybe they have like very distinctly weird taste buds so you really gotta have your own experience and form your own opinion on things and that's just the thing that I struggle with the most is that I never have my own opinion on things and because I don't trust myself. If you're looking at it from a realistic perspective, why a lot of people have FOMO is because they don't trust their own decision-making skills. Whether it be that they don't have the confidence to believe that they're able to, like they're, they're capable of making a good decision or they just are like codependent or rely on other people a lot and care a lot about other people's opinions. 
FOMO is a result of you not having your own self-confidence and your own belief in yourself that you're going to do what's right. At the end of the day, that's all that is. And I can tell you that's what that is for me, is that I always feel like everybody else is much more capable than I am of making a decision in like most scenarios. And I just can't let go and let myself do things that I've like thought of from front to end. That makes sense. Like, I always need to seek approval for other people because I'm like, there's no way in hell I can make a good decision. Like, yeah, look at me, right? It's it's like a self-confidence issue, like I said. And what I've, like, been trying to do for that is just, like, I'm just like, screw it, right? Just do it. If we're looking at it from, like, a, the grand scheme of things, time is money, right? We only, like, are on this earth for so long. We're all young for so long. And look at it. It's already February 9th. Okay, I we blinked and it's already the second month of the year, almost like the mid month of February. Time goes by really quick and time is money. The amount of time that I'm spending making these trivial decisions and overanalyzing and overcomplicating things, I could be putting all that time and effort into doing something that is a lot more effective and a lot more better for me overall, like maybe working on content or making a podcast episode, all this stuff, the amount of time that I spend trying to pick an entree at a restaurant. I could play like four Valorant games. I could have streamed for like two hours already. I could have already filmed like a YouTube video, all this stuff that I could be doing. I'm spending on deciding whether or not I want strawberry cheesecake or Oreo cheesecake. Like, if, if I want strawberry cheesecake today, I could just get Oreo cheesecake the next time. It's not like it's going away. All these different options that maybe I didn't pick at the time, they're not going to grow legs and walk away. So I don't know why I let myself do that. So I've kind of been going by my rule of thumb is the first thought that I have when it when I'm making a decision like the first idea that pops into my head that's likely the one that my heart wants and then I'll expand upon that and I'm like okay is it logical for me to do that though so like if it's like opposed with this decision like I want to like go to a party or study for your midterm the next day obviously my first thought is I want to go to this party but then uh, like in this scenario you should probably stay home and it's not you don't have to consult people for that but you should probably stay home because just because you need to study so the first thought that you have when you're posed with a decision is essentially what you want and then you kind of build upon that and you're like okay is that feasible right now like should I be doing that is this good depending on my resources my situation etc 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 and then build upon that rather than I don't know like searching for the opinions of strangers you really got to base your decisions based off of yourself because at the end of the day that's what like who it's affecting right Nobody else in the world cares if you got what type of food that you got at the restaurant or whether or not you're skipping your uh, mandatory meeting to go out for drink. Like all of this, the consequences of your actions, the positives of your actions, like the gains, the benefits, the losses, everything like that, it all reflects on you and it all comes back to you. So why are you consulting on these random people who genuinely don't care, right? They, they, they don't. And usually a lot of the times, and now I'm talking about, about, about online reviews again, nine times out of 10, people post more about their negative experiences than their positive experiences. When you guys buy something online and you're like, oh, this is pretty good. Like how often do you post a good review about it? Rarely, right? But if somebody, I don't know, messed you up and like 
sold you a faulty product or something that's like crusty dusty and busted and they got like toenail hairs on it right toenails don't have hairs toe hairs or what i don't know you're gonna post about it on the website and be like do not buy this and try and mess up not mess up but like warn other consumers and kind of you know skew their reputation but because they deserve it because they messed up they give you a messed up product but you don't necessarily comment on the good things because by default by assumption you're gonna assume that the product the service or whatever you're doing ultimately is good right that's just the natural assumption when you're paying your money for something that you're gonna assume it's good that's also another perspective you have to keep in mind as well all of like these reviews and stuff and all of other people's opinions they don't sometimes they don't even apply to you like i said they don't apply to you why do you care about the like if you're making a career decision too right this is something that I dealt with recently. I actually got two competing offers in two completely different industries for my summer internship. One was in social media and one was in investment banking. And there was a variety of things to consider. Obviously, there was like pay, there was like hybrid, whether it's like a hybrid remote, like just uh, what I have to go in office, all that stuff, workplace culture, company culture, um, and like relationship with your bot, all this stuff that I had to consider, right? There's so many factors that I had to consider. And I was asking everybody and their mom for their opinion. I asked my sister, I asked my best friend, I asked a bunch of friends like what they thought, what they thought. And they all gave me an answer that they thought was like what they would do in their if they were in the scenario or what they thought was the best decision on like um, objective basis or an outside looking in basis. They're like, oh, you should go into the investment banking role because uh people people like investment banking like that's a very traditional role people know the company like it's it's good for future opportunity blah 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 even though i'm majoring in marketing though a lot of people are like they're majoring marketing but they believe that the investment banking position should have been better just because like the acclaim of the industry right and they were like uh like all these factors here 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 like here's what i think and they kind of like applied it to their own life and what they would do in that situation and i really really considered accepting that investment banking position offer it's not like i'd buy it before you guys are like what tina you didn't take investment banking if it was an actual investment banker position i would have definitely reconsidered but it was like a it's about something on the back end that i honestly wasn't interested in that too right uh there i was telling people like i don't think i'm gonna be interested in this role and they're like oh but like really think about the acclaim like you know it's only for four months blah 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 like they were really thinking they were talking about like they were kind of putting my interest in that field or my desire to actually do the position on like the back burner because they, you know, you're looking at it from like a quote unquote logical perspective or a quote unquote realistic perspective, right? You don't really factor in how much you like it or your, how your personality relates to the role or how you would do the role um, based off of like your own personal traits. So I really was dwelling on it and people were like, why are you taking so long to make this decision? It's like a clear cut decision. Like, you should pick the investment banking, right? Because, like, logically, it makes sense. But I was thinking, like, I would hate to do this role. I honestly don't believe that it resonates with what I like to do. Not necessarily resonates with my values either. I don't think my skills or knowledge even are adaptable or transitional enough to kind of switch into that industry because I do marketing, right? I do a lot of social media marketing and I do a lot of digital marketing, content marketing, copywriting, et cetera, et cetera, while I'm in school. So I'm like... I don't even think this is like catered towards investment banking. How am I supposed to transition all that? And I know personally, if I'm doing something and I don't enjoy it, I'm not going to have a good time. I'm not going to produce quality work. It honestly wouldn't be a problem. Like it wouldn't be ideal. So not wouldn't be a problem, but it wouldn't be ideal. But all these people that I was asking the opinions of, they don't know that about me. They don't know how much like having a personal interest in things and having a passion in my projects 
compels me to do good work and they don't know that and I can't expect them to know that they're looking at it from like a completely non-biased perspective they're thinking about this like an everyday Joe Schmo like how they would be thinking and their thought processes and maybe how they themselves and their own personalities how they would kind of react to the situation so they honestly don't know what's best for me right and Obviously, obtaining external input is is good. It helps you factor in a, like a diff- bunch of different things and have a bunch of different criteria that maybe you didn't even think about, right? But at the end of the day, these people don't know you. They don't know how this decision will actually affect you. And the only person that does is you. You know what's going on in your life. You know what you, what has happened in similar situations. And only you can kind of determine what the outcome will be like if you make this decision, Right. So I don't know why fear of missing out makes you kind of dismiss that when you are the biggest kind of influencer in the outcome of this decision. So what I ultimately ended up doing is every single person who I asked, I asked like four or five people and they actually gave me pretty detailed responses. All of them told me to take that investment banking backend position. And I was like, okay, I really was about to accept the offer, but then I was like, I was like, what do you think is best for you, Tina? Like what is honestly best for you? And then I thought about it. And the other position in social media was so much better for me because A, it was like a remote work schedule so I can kind of schedule around content creation and still be able to have that time that I wasn't commuting to the office because the other position was hybrid. I had to commute to the office for like an hour and a half every single day and be there at like 8 a.m. And I was like, okay, I got to think about that and how I still really care about content creation. And then it's also like a social media position, which is really good for wanting to be a content creator or an influencer and wanting to kind of build up my own personal sort of a portfolio and my own personal like social media channels and helping to grow that. That'll be really, really good. And I also have experience already and interest in social media because obviously I'm like, trying to be like a content creator and I've done previous positions in marketing and helped like manage a lot of social media so all of my skills and past experiences line up with that too and I was like and the most important part for me was that like I said if I'm not interested in something I will half-ass it I will subconsciously half-ass it because I will not enjoy it and if I don't enjoy it I will be miserable I will literally be miserable and I do not want to sacrifice my own mental health or my own happiness for a job that I'm not passionate about right and yeah, there's like, I don't know, like the acclaim of the industry and everybody knew this company and like, oh, like it's, it's good to have on your resume, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I know that if I wasn't passionate about this role and I wasn't passionate about the company, if I'm going in for an interview or trying to like switch to a different company, I can't even promote that company well or myself well. And I won't be able to market myself because I didn't enjoy working there and I wasn't happy with it, you know, if that makes sense. So ultimately, I actually decided to accept the offer with the social media position and it's been great so far and I'm excited to actually get started. It's in May, but you know what's best for you. Even if like no matter what the what the scale or the scope is of the decision, whether it's like a huge decision like moving to a different country or switching a different industry or buying a car or something small like choosing what flavor of smoothie that you want to drink today you know what's best for you. You know what you want. You got to factor in like a couple of things like what you actually want and desire in your heart. Like the first thing that came into your head is probably what you want. All of like the logical aspects of like, is this viable? Is this sustainable long term? Like, is this going to affect like minor financial resources, etc, etc. Like, do I have the means to actually support this decision? And then like factor in like the feelings of like the people around you, all of this stuff, right? But your opinion 
is first. And then secondary is like maybe seeking output from your friends. Like I said, they can bring you a fresh perspective that maybe you didn't think of or maybe like knowledge that you don't have that could information that you don't have to help you better make the decision but you shouldn't base your decision off of other people's input because they're not the one that has to deal with that decision for the rest of their life right like I'm thinking about for me like if I chose that investment banking backhand position and I went and took it I would be miserable for four months and people wouldn't know that they'd they'd just be like I wouldn't even be happy to have that company on my resume because I don't really like resonate with it or care for it too much you know what I mean like I the other company that I ended up choosing I was pretty passionate about and I really resonated with what they were doing and so I know what was best for me so that's the path that I went to and it was a really hard thing for me to do because there's so many things that I've been like pushed into because I'm a huge pushover that's also why I seek other people's opinions so much but there's so many things that I've kind of been like pushed into that I've really regretted that I thought damn, like, I wish I did something else and I wish I listened to myself instead of listening to all these other people, right? Like, like your friends, your family, like, if you're seeking opinions from them, not, like, the strangers on the internet when you're looking at reviews, that's not what I mean. But when you're seeking opinions from your loved ones, they're truly thinking about it from the perspective of, like, what's best for you. But they don't know what's best for you. They're not you. They can only look at it from an outsider perspective and what they think is best. And people's like interests and their desires and their morals and all of this stuff they don't align always you'll never truly see eye to eye with another person on planet earth right there's not it's not possible for them to agree with you on everything so you got to take their opinions with a grain of salt obviously factor that in into your decision making but don't let the be the end all be all because you're the one that's going to deal with it at the end of the day right so just um yeah that's why there's so many things like, so many situations where I was, I've showcased my disapproval for, like, if it's, like, a relationship and the partner's really controlling and they're trying to make major life decisions for their other partner, I'm, like, you should get out of that relationship because what if that relationship doesn't work out and you're stuck with that decision? If it's, like, a job decision or, like, moving across the world decision, you're stuck with that. If you just, if your personal doubts about a decision that you're making or the outcome that you've decided for a decision, if your personal doubts are only mitigated by the input of somebody else, that doesn't make those doubts go away. It just hides them under the voices and opinions of somebody else that doesn't know your situation as well as you do. So just keep that in mind. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Um, I think next week I want to start making like maybe a longer episode. I might, I might try and do like a question and answer type thing uh, on the Twitter. So make sure to follow on the Twitter. It's I, IDK Diaries PC on Twitter. And you can hit me up on my other socials as well at Syrafic, S-Y-R-A-P-H-I-C on every platform except TikTok because somebody yoinked my username. So I hate them on TikTok. It's S-Y-R-A-P-H-I-C Twitch. But I love you guys so much. I really, really appreciate you. And I also, if shout out if you guys made it this far. And also shout out to the people who have been on my stream since I've been back. I see you and I love you and I appreciate you. But I'll see you guys next week for another episode. Uh, keep your eye out on the Twitter so I can talk about, um, sorry, so I can ask about what topics you guys want me to talk about. And have a wonderful rest of your week. And I'll see you guys next week for another episode of the I Don't Know Diaries. I love you, love you, long time. And I'll see you soon. Bye.